Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. <laughs> yes. Oh, already laughing this morning. We are here also to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. True that. Across the internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That gets you directly to our website. It also gets you to all the platforms we're out there on. You can find us on YouTube where you could subscribe would be a great way to help support the show. You can also find us on Spotify, on Instagram, and on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and like and follow and subscribe on any of those places. Be much appreciated. We would really like is if you find value in our show, if you would share it with somebody directly who you also think would find value with the show, that's a huge way that you could support and share both your to your friends and community and to the program. Yeah, definitely. I mean, leaving a comment, any any way you engage with us online really helps us reach more people and and impact more people for the better. That's part of our mission, of course. If you want to engage more directly, you can join the Trust the Journey family. It's our building and versioning community where we expand these conversations and connections directly with you. So if you're feeling called to that, please join us. You can donate on Patreon in any amount and we'll add you to that private Facebook group. We're also hosting integration circles now. And so check out uh, our Instagram. We're sharing a lot there on these new circles where we're really trying to create new spaces that can be safely held for us all to connect and heal and share and all the good things that happen when we come together in community. Awesome. Well, I really love the Trust the Journey family. Thank you to everybody who supports us there. You are what makes the show happen. Thank you so very much for being part of our family. If you'd like to be part of our family in a bigger way, we're looking for trusted partners to align our brand with. So if you own a company or you know somebody that'd be a good fit for us, please feel free to reach out. You can find me at jasonmoledsky.com and Melanie Curtis at melaniecurtis.com. What else we got here? Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I think the intro dovetails nicely into today's topic in that we are going to do a deep dive on community and talk about why community? What what does that even mean? Why does it matter? Uh, what are we talking about when we say connect in community? It's, I, I'm very, I care a lot to make sure people get what I mean, when I say things that become a more broadly used phrase. So I'm saying I say that a lot. Oh, I want to connect in community. But well, well, why? What you know what I mean? What what's what for? And I, I can't not just jump right into this straight out the gates and share about the event that I went to the last couple of days. As you all know, Jay and I and I definitely am a deep believer in psychedelic healing. And as a result of that calling in me, and the healing that I've experienced through plant medicines and deep ceremonial work, I cared, I care to be in service to that movement. And I certainly think about my friends who have helped me get onto this path. And I also have reflected on what is it if I'm not a scientist, if I'm not an expert in the field, if I'm not anybody but a person who's a believer and supporter, what can I do to be in service? And so I thought to myself, well, I can write, I can speak publicly on our platform about these beautiful medicines. And obviously, of course, this is only for informational purposes, because I am not an expert, we are not experts. We invite you into your own curiosity. If you are called toward learning more, that's my hope in sharing. Um, but anyway, back to this notion of community is the other thing is, I love people. I love people. And so another thing that I am like, I can do is I want to be a part of this movement. I want to be a part of this community. 
Well, what do I have to do? I have to show up in the community. And so I went to this amazing event in the last couple of days called Trailblazers. And it's, it's partly the cannabis industry, which I don't know, I hardly know anything about. I am not really much of a cannabis user myself at all. Um, but the cannabis industry and the psychedelic industries and seeing coming together thought leaders in the space, people, business people in the space, people bringing capital to the space, uh, people like me who are writers and, and thought leaders and have platforms to share messages, amplify the messages. So it was very cool in the sense that I'm walking up to this first day on Monday and I'm feeling nervous, right? I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling the imposter syndrome coming up. We just had an episode about that the other day. And I can tell I'm aware of what is coming up in my body. Like I can, I'm aware of what's coming up in my mind. I see it for what it is. And I'm still feeling it, understandably, right? Stepping into a new place, caring about, caring about being a part of this, all the things that would happen when you join a new social scene. And I, t- I got to tell you, as soon as I walked into that room, I'm not, I'm not fucking joking. As soon as I walked into that room, I felt t- total intuitive connection that this is exactly where I should be. It was an immediate energy of generosity, an immediate warmth, an immediate energy of connection with actual people coming up to me. Oh, Melanie, you're you know, Anna Ray's friend. Hi, oh my God, so great to meet you. Welcoming me genuinely to the space, immediately stepping into conversations that are much like the ones that we have here. So it's like it felt immediately to me like my tribe. And then the rest of the two days was absolutely beautiful as a result of being in a community and being around like minds and like hearts. There's just so much healing to both connect with other humans in that way and to feel like we're following something that feels purposeful to us, something that we're called toward. That's beautiful. I'm glad you've had a a good experience. I felt your energy leading up to the event and a lot of excitement and anticipation. And I can definitely relate to that feeling. You know, when we're engaging in community, there's a, for me anyways, there's always a kind of a, a slight anxiety in relationship mm-hmm. to how things are going to go, because you never really know who you're going to encounter or, or what type of energies you can expect. And sometimes it's it's warm and welcoming and it feels great. And other times it's more challenging and there are, you know, conflicting vibrations or energy patterns to people with different opinions about things. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when we find a subsection of or subculture of a greater of a greater community of our our country or our planet or our civilization where we find those sectors of of people who are of like mind and like heart i think that 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 vibration that energy is really what it's all about when we can just you know immediately feel held by the by the room that's 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 what we're looking for i think that's something a reason why i'm touching on it is because for those of us that are are seeking more of that but feel unsure or are unclear on exactly how to you know suss it out for ourselves whether we're finding what we're looking for is like that the feeling should be there right away you know yeah yeah and i again i validated it while i was sharing just then but i i really think it's important to validate that it doesn't always feel good, quote unquote, going towards something that's for us. You know, it, it often feels like a growth edge. You know what I mean? And so Jay, you said this to me the other day when I was like acknowledging the nervousness, the anxiety that I felt on Monday morning when we had a, a strategy call, you know, one of the non-recording calls that we have. And I, I was feeling that nervousness. And so I wanted to acknowledge that into our space because I'm like, our amazing little mini team community here that you and I have and Kim, it, I was like, you might feel that energy. I want you to know what that energy is. It's not about our team. It's about this anticipatory fear that I'm, I'm feeling going into this new community that I'm excited to join. Um, 
And so the thing is, is the reason I want to acknowledge that is that we can only get the reward of finding like minds and like hearts if we step through that fear, if we are willing to put ourselves out there and risk choosing poorly, right? I certainly could have shown up yesterday into the space and, or the day before, and it could have felt totally off. It might have been not a fit. It might have been me just trying too hard, but it wasn't. It was an intuitive, true, true connection, which felt amazing. Um, but yeah, it doesn't always feel like that. And so I want to acknowledge that too, that in our quest, as it were, to connect in community, we might have mishaps. You know, it's like finding a therapist. You don't always find the right therapist the first go, right? Also, we're growing and evolving, we're changing. So our community and our needs in community, our desires and who we want to connect with also changes and evolves over time as well. Mine certainly has. You know, this past weekend, um, I was at a community event. It was a um, outdoor adventure, adrenaline sports, extreme sports gathering. It's kind of an all sports boogie where skydivers, base jumpers, highliners, all kinds of different high adventure people get together for a week and they bring all all their toys and everybody goes and adventures together. So there's paramotor guys flying all around. There's airplanes dropping people. There's people climbing up the cliffs and there's people jumping off them and there's people rigging lines between them and walking. And we had a really challenging uh, circumstance occur where Somehow our vibe, the energy that our community was bringing to that space did not vibe with some of the local people who live nearby. And it really ruffled some feathers and that caused a violent reaction. The people, wow. people nearby decided to actually open fire and <gasps> drop some bullets past our event. And one of our participants got shot in the stomach. <gasps> yep. Oh my God. Yep. What? Yep. You got Are they a okay? 22. Yeah, he's okay. He's in the hospital. He's had to have the surgery. He opened up his stomach and they put all his intestines back together and got the bullets out, but he got shot in the gut at one of our Unbelievable. events. Believable. And just a different I'm so vibe. I'm sorry but to hear that. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty um traumatizing experience to have, you know, be kind of in the line of fire of some random aggression and violence where What's really interesting about this is that the person who got shot is one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. Just an absolutely beautiful person who would go out of his way to help anybody with anything on any day of the week. If you needed anything at all and you're a total stranger and you walked up to this guy and said, hey, give me a hand, he would just be like, sure, man, I'll help you do anything. You know, just the nicest person in the world. So it's interesting how this, you know, communities sometimes closed and sometimes open. And this Absolutely. is a very this is a very rural area and there's not very many people in the area and and you know the best we can understand is that there's some some locals down the road who got pretty ruffled about having a bunch of people in the neighborhood and decided to express their frustration through an act of violence, you know. Wow. Rather than communicating and connecting with the community, they just started to express violence against the community so yeah very so very traumatizing and scary and we really were kind of caught in between for a while where we didn't really know how to react other than to kind of you know take care of our friend who was injured of course and then bring in the local police to help manage the situation but yeah pretty scary yeah wow i am so sorry to hear that yeah me too me too it's it was pretty upsetting that in a place where you would think uh it's a beautiful place i mean just beautiful nature you know and that's why we're there celebrating and it's public lands you know so everybody's allowed to be there it is public yeah. land so yeah it's kind of when you're in a place that's that beautiful and you can just see people having a great time and really just celebrating life and in celebrating yeah. nature that you would hope that communication and community would be there for everybody yeah. to be like, yeah, what are you guys doing? I think it's you know? like everything else that we talk about on the show. It seems very clearly to point to the yin and yang of the very positive share that I just put out there that the yin and yang of 
like minds and like hearts can look a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? It's like the people who acted aggressively toward your your group clearly uh, are of different like mind, which is a thing to think about. You know what I mean? And when we talk about being inclusive and we talk about caring about humanity, it's it sort of begs that question of like, whoa, and recognizing and acknowledging the power of what we believe in, you know? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging for sure. So, I mean, I've, I've struggled with community. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like community is not something that has come in easily to me throughout the course of my life. I've had to really work to understand what it looks like and to recognize what community is really mine and which one isn't what I, I do and don't recognize as my own. And I'm blessed. I really feel like skydiving came to me as a representation of community that it was like, oh, here's a group of people of like mind who I do relate to, who can come together around something. And even if there's nothing to come together around, we would still come together. Right. So there would be regular like get together on a Thursday night and go out and have chicken wings when there's no jumping involved. It's just to want to be with everybody. Or get together in the middle of winter when the drop zone's closed just to get together to go spend the weekend together and everybody hang out. And you know, usually there was drinking at the time, but it was mostly about being social with the community. And that went up a notch for me with base jumping. I found that I was like, oh, here's the crazy people. Here's the people I can really relate to. Hello, friends. Hello, crazy ones. <laughs> and that, that is that has been um, completely. Uh, how do I say anchored or affirmed? It's been affirmed year after year after year, especially with the um, biannual gatherings in Las Vegas and all these like, um, you know, years of going to Norway and heli boogies and all this and just having this continual affirmation. And eventually for me making the move he out here to Moab, which is very centered around the base jumping community. It's one of the number one sports here in the area for, for the community that I spend time with. It's been really well, warm and welcoming. And this sense of community that I found through these sports have really become my family in, in the bigger picture. You know, that's become my chosen family. My, my blood family has been almost the other way around where I've chosen out of some of my blood family and I've chosen into some depends on kind of which parts of the family I've been very clear about i'm like I think you're my people and i'm sorry but these are boundaries i'm going to keep in place here and so i guess where i'm going with this is like i see the same thing in, in lots of layers of my life it, it started off in these subcultures of skydiving and base jumping and it's moved into things like burning man and art and psychedelics and um, healing circles and you know public speakers and all the different areas of passion and interest. And I'm finding lately is this wonderful feeling is that there's a, a lot, a lot of really beautiful people who I want to connect with. And uh, I hear you speak, Mel, and it makes me smile so much. You're like, I love people. I'm like, I love people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like Even sometimes I even people I don't like, I like. It's just my fascination with people. Not everybody gets to be close to me, but I have more to say, but I want you to finish your share. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just this thing where I don't have enough time in the day or the week or the month to get to spend the time in the community that I would like to spend. You know, there's a list of people right now that I'm waiting to get time with. And it's kind of like one or one person a week, maybe two people a week where you're like, get dinner or go for a hike or do something together. And they're usually trying to get these like one-to-one -one connections where we get a couple hours together to like deepen a friendship. And that's a phrase I really like to use. And I'm kind of trying to go around the community one by one and get more time with each individual because that one-on-one -on -one time is really where it's at when it comes to like yeah. enriching a friendship. You know, I can think of dozens of people where 
my, my buddy, Sean, like we go for a hike together and we get a good couple hours of chatting and we get to hang out and we come out of it with, you know, a good share on each side, you know, and connecting and bonding. And I'm like, man, now we're, we're, our friendship is deep because of it. And the more that there's time for like time for doing that with each person who there's an interest to, the more that that kind of net expands through the, through the culture and through the neighborhood. And, um, I was just wanted to kind of get to that, like, you know, from the kind of putting the finger in the pond to like sense, is this my people to like, oh, I'm going to connect with people individually and like get closer with people. Especially the ones that, like you said, that are like the ones that are of interest, the ones where I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to know that person more. Yeah. Well, and I think that is probably a nice segue into my thoughts on the idea because of course we share the community in of skydiving and i've reflected on this a lot over the years i've written about it um is that i used to think that skydiving skydivers were my community and when i was younger and less healed and less conscious it it was it really was. And, uh, but, and I think there's some high value to an activity, a physical, external, immersive flow state. You know, again, like our community of misfit toys, there, there's a lot of beauty in an activity allowing connections to even begin. And so I say this all the time and I mean it, I'll never not mean it. I skydiving is one of the great loves of my life. And it was a stepping stone for me to understand myself better. You know what I'm saying? Like it's over the years, it has become clear to me that, oh, it's not skydiving that is the the bonding thing. It's that people who are drawn to skydiving share certain values because there are definitely skydivers that suck, that are not my friends, that would never, ever be allowed in a million years to be my friend and close to me. You know what I mean? So if we talk about how I love people, I love that person, but from way over here. And I mean it universally. And you you know what I mean? So like not every skydiver is in, a, in the community that I would call my community, that I would actually deem my tribe. It's much more the people who are like-hearted, that share the values of kindness, of inclusion, of, of freedom, of connection of hilarity, the the things that we share, it just happens that skydiving overlaps many of those values. And, you know, similarly to now, like I was saying, I have this interest in psychedelics, I'm sure that I will meet people in that community that are not going to be my friend, you know, I'm sure but there's this common external element that's drawing me to that that community. So over time, I'm imagining that I will determine who are more the people that I'm intuitively meant to be real, like more deeply connected with, you know what I mean? And that's a good, that's a great thing. It's all good. You know, we don't have to be friends with everybody. Not everybody's for everybody. Uh, you know what I, you that made me think about? distinction I think is important. I, I got to, I got to touch on this because I think yeah. it's a really key point is that you were talking about how it's the people that are values aligned that are the people that you're looking to create community with that you want to connect with. And you, there's a couple things. One, you have to know what your own values are yeah, in order for that to occur. Otherwise you're kind of just picking up on energy fields of what people have and they may or may not be aligned with what's coming in. Um, but that might, um, if we, if we're unsure of what our own value set is of what we really hold as our top values, then we can be very easily impressionable as to others. And our, our values can be superseded by somebody else's, especially if they're very powerful energies and they might not be a good set of values, but they might still, you know, take precedent over, over our own if we're not clear on what ours are. So I like the idea of that being like, oh, maybe I really do need to like think about what my values are as a core principle before going looking for friends or before going looking for a partner. 
right? Well, like, you know, I go, I go back and forth on both of those things because there's, there are some, you know, the memes on Instagram out there of like, there's this idea that, oh, we need to be healed before we can be in community or before we can be in relationship. And I push back on that notion because we are human beings. We're meant to be in connection. We're meant to be together. I think there is definitely, we've talked about this plenty, there's definitely times and spaces where we need to, I think, learn to be with ourselves and and take that time for self-reflection, introspective healing that happens only in solitude. So I don't like to promote not allowing either. You know what I mean? I think it's important for people to be able to access both. And it is a reflective process in my experience to have experiences that then go, oh, okay, maybe I am not ready to be in community right now. Maybe now's the time for me to be self-reflective and really be thoughtful and, and look back at my friendships that maybe failed. How and why did they fail? Maybe look back at my relationships. So what was good? And like have, bring process and thoughtfulness to that reflection and then go back out into the world. You know what I mean? Or do both at the same time, but bring that reflective process to it as well. I don't know. I mean, I I just, I don't like the notion that people are not allowed to be in relationship if they want to be, but I do invite them into the reflection while they are, if they know they still have healing to do, which usually we know. Yeah. I I guess I was thinking about a couple of different examples in my life where one is where like I had a powerful external role model that wasn't a healthy role model. That was somebody who had value sets that were a little askew from where I actually have landed in my life. And what they looked at as being, you know, cool was actually very uncool, according to my deeper, you know, heart senses my consciousness and then another was but i was easily impressed by the person because they were strong energy and powerful energy you know and so those those powerful like wow well, look at that guy right like i'm looking for, like there's a father figure kind of person yeah. right who i could i could seek or relate to and be like oh man that guy's super cool but actually the older i get the smarter i get i'm like no nah, he wasn't actually that cool yeah. he just had a big persona you know, and then another was friendships that I've had where the friendship was bonded around a negative attribute, where it was around um, addiction or, you know, abuse of um, chemicals rather than, say, a, a healthy thing. And so what, how, how do I recognize that? I'm like, oh, well, this friendship seemed really, really strong. Until I hit a point in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm not actually wanting to continue that behavior pattern anymore. And then all of a sudden that friendship falls apart and I go, well, the friendship really wasn't bounded around a value, around a character trait. It was based on, uh, you know, a a shared trauma around a shared negative behavior pattern. So I'm kind of trying to relate to these other things where it can be very easy to show up in a community and be impressed upon by somebody who might have a similar need or similar trauma or somebody who might have a strong energy but are they necessarily the ones we're looking for maybe maybe not you know 100% completely agree I think you point to something also really important when we talk about community and we when we talk about entering into community, building community, making efforts to make friends, making efforts to be in community or grow our efforts to be out there. All the things that we've been talking about so far is that that coupled with our healing journey, it is almost guaranteed that some of the relationships you have built pre-healing will break down and fall away because we will start to go, oh, yes, that was a trauma bond or, oh, that was me being codependent or, oh, that was me thinking I was going to be safer in the world, connecting to someone that was, quote, cool or whatever. And then we start to go, oh, and we have to make those painful choices. What friendships are we going to need to end? All right. What communities do we want to slow, slowly fade out of? And what ones do we want to move toward? 
So those questions will meet you if you are on a healing journey and in this effort to build and create community for yourself. Yeah. And so as a total reflection to that exact kind of um, talking point, um, I very often get requests from local community. Hey, you want to go for jump with me? And I, my default answer is no, I don't. This is not actually what I'm doing with my life right now. And although I appreciate the invitation and I'm honored by their desire to want to connect in that way and have like a, a mutual point to, you know, dance around, I would much rather have a coffee or go for a hike, you know, where we don't have this behavior pattern occurring in there that is going to stimulate dopamine and stimulate serotonin and stimulate all these things where we think that it's a really connective experience when really we're just really excited because our bodies are all full of stuff and so that, <laughs> that that can happen at any situation you know we go to a yep. concert and we get all excited about the concert and we think we have the best time ever but really it's just that there was so much excitement from the whole thing that it just you know fills us full of all these feels you know yeah 100 percent, 100 percent, and that's why I what that's why I brought that up about the skydiving community is that sometimes it can and and again not just skydiving any any activity not even extreme sports but anything it just happens in extreme sports more they they've I think I saw a show where they it was some kind of dating show or something where they deliberately have people go and do high adrenalized activities like doing tandem skydives or whatever or going down some big mountain slide or just something that has them activated in their fight or flight system such that they feel more bonded after that date. It, it is a true manipulation of a dating show. And uh, so watch for that. You know what I mean? Watch for those kind of it, those instances where it feels like, oh my God, this is it. We're best friends forever, or I love you. And <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I'm saying those things are wonderful. And sometimes they're all, they're also true. Just be mindful when they're connected to those high risk activities. So, so there's one more I want to talk about because it's directly connected. And I've been through this experience a number of times. Um, and it's in this kind of crossover of the psychedelic space is MDMA. And one of the known side effects of MDMA is listed on the list of side effects is unintentional emotional bonding, right? <laughs> so it's, you're not planning to, but all of a sudden you're best friends, right? Unintentional, unintentional emotional, emotional bonding. bonding. And this can be a positive and a negative thing right. in the sense where it's amazing to be able to be empathetic and to be open and authentic and to just share and be a real open version of yourself, but it might be an overshare, which we've talked about many times. Yeah. And it might be that you share and connect with somebody that is actually not somebody of like values in mind. It's just that you're on a similar experience at the time when that happens. And so it feels very connective. And, and the reason I want to relate to this is I've had this happen in the social setting where, you know, there's a night out with friends and it suddenly seems very, connective and then the next day or days or week later you're like i know i have to kind of put up a boundary around that and go that was i'm realizing now that that wasn't healthy but even where it's gone even deeper has been in like in, in the relationships in where i've met somebody and we've been on that high together whether that's been out on an you know adrenaline adventure of a high bonding experience of like jumping off cliffs together or whether that's been in experience in MDMA and dancing or whatever, and all of a sudden you're in love, you know, or all of a sudden I am in love. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're like, let me just own it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I just totally like opened up the love valve to a hundred, you know, and now I'm just totally in love. And there's this, it's very impressionable, right? Like I can easily yes. believe my story that this, like these are my people and this is the person I'm falling in love with. And, and this is the whole <laughs> thing. And then you don't realize that there things are askew during yeah. this, during this whole like, um, 
you know, pattern impression period. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm telling myself is really happening when really it's, it's things are not at like median yeah. level at the time. Well, going back to even just ideology and what we think and how powerful ideas are is that we can do that with no substance. We can simply decide I'm going to open the love valve to 100 because I feel this or I'm going to just go for it. And again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that per se. Just recognize that there are potential risks, that it's not, you know, watch those ideas. Because 100%, oh, I've definitely done that in love relationship. No doubt, of course. I feel like everyone has experiences like that. And uh, I can look back at that and go, oh, how cute. Look at me. Oh, <laughs> like, and just love how awesome I am as a human, having a human experience you know, just winging it and going for it. It's, it's kind of wonderful. Of course, it's not wonderful if you get your heart broken and stuff like that. Like I've had experiences more recently where I've, I've uh, been much more open in, in relationship and didn't feel like I got my heart broken at all because I was very conscious about what I was doing. And in the past when I was less conscious and I was much more just like, you know, kind of drawn by just the chemicals or just the idea, the, the narcotic feeling of the idea. Those were the times when my heart got broken because I was not as healed. And so I think it's such an interesting interplay of our healing journey with this notion of community, connection, relationship. It's very interesting stuff. And it's wonderful because again, I had such a wonderful couple of days. I have no idea where it's going to go where it's going to take me, who's going to de develop into really longer term bonds for me, if any, we'll see. Uh, but I know that it started in a really true and good place that felt values aligned. Now, we'll see over time and experience if trust is built in those in those shared values. And so that's also part of building community as, as well. So I want to kind of pivot just a little bit away from the like love relationship, the the building of community on like the one on one level, and to kind of the more broader aspect. And I've spent the majority of my life living in small towns. Uh, this is largely because of my choice to be in the in the skydiving world or in rural areas because I love the remoteness of nature and these beautiful places. So I've lived in towns that are as small as like 15 people, um, really, really small places, and then average size 5,000, 10,000 people, like smaller communities in North America. Um, but what I want to touch on is the idea of intentional connection. And so I can think of hundreds or thousands of examples of what I liked. And so introvert guy, hi. I don't really like people that much. I I like people a little bit once in a while in like smaller chunks. And then if I like their value sets and we align, then I like them. Then so there's, there's <laughs> I got to be careful, yeah. right? So I'm going to put that disclaimer out first. <laughs> but I make an effort on a regular basis to connect with almost everybody, at least at a kind of median level, which is, I mean, at the grocery store, I'll go up to the same clerks when I see the same clerk working a second time or a third time or the regular person. I'll go up and I'll greet them. I'll try to learn their name and I'll want to connect with them and kind of ask how they're doing and like do a little bit of work to open up a little share on my side that's not too much that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable, just enough so that they might share back so that we might have a little bit more sense of community. It's such a rewarding thing. Maybe that person does or doesn't want to do that. I'll move to somebody else. You know, I'll, I'm going to make my way around and I'll get to know the post off the postmaster, whoever's coming by and dropping off the mail, the UPS person, whatever. Like, I want to just have a few words of connection and community. It's, it's so easy to overlook these opportunities. And I just want to highlight them because these little practices are pretty safe, right? Like I don't risk a lot when it comes to getting turned down as far as a conversation with the grocery store clerk, right? If they don't want to talk right now, fine. But if they do want to say a few words about how their day is going, and I can receive that, 
and maybe I share mine, maybe not, if they care to receive, then this little bit of connection goes a really long way as far as for those of us who are more introverted or needs a little more, put a little more work into wanting to connect. These efforts go just, they pay dividends because now when I slide through the grocery store to grab something quick, I get that, hey, Jay, you know, and that little like welcoming person knows my name. They, they recognize me. I recognize them. That's a community, that simple sense of community, like, oh, we know we're, we both live in the same town together. Yeah. That's all done. Absolutely. I love that. And my co-working space has been a part of my really immersing in my physical, literal community where I live. Because I was such a transient person and professional for so many years, I often was very reclusive at home because I would need to be alone to recharge. You know, again, even though I love people, it doesn't mean I'm fully extroverted, by the way. Just checking that off the list here. Um, But yeah, it's been crucial for me to feel like I'm actually a a part of my town. And it does make, it does take effort from me to show up in that space, you know, to go to those events that they host, not all of them, but some at least to go there and work again, writing my book about my healing journey, I'm using my co working space. And it's not even like I even have a big conversation with anyone each time. Sometimes I do. But other times I sit there and I am locked in, in my writing zone. And the only conversation I have is, is greeting the person who when I walk in and saying goodbye to the same person when I leave. And that still is just a little something to speak to your your same share about the the grocery store. It's, it's nice. One of the reasons I moved here to Moab is for community. And I very specifically tell that to the people that I engage, so that they know that I'm here for them, specifically. And I chose this place because I recognize that it's an inspirational place to a lot of people where the people who come here choose to live here, much like New York City. If you choose to move to New York City, you're choosing to go there because you want to be there. Yep. There's something about the energy of that place that draws like-minded people together. And so this place is full of artists and adventurers and creative people, much like every other place. But there's a very particular vibe and a sense of community here that I really relish in. And so a little ups to all my Moab peeps out yeah. there. I love you guys. And thank you for making me feel welcomed and part of community here. And it's, it's amazing. Like people here really love their community. They really uphold the idea of like protecting their community and caring for their community and nurturing and, and holding regular events all the time of all different types from ecstatic dance to picnics, to going on outdoor adventures to whatever. And there's a bunch of um, like social pages where it's just a group chat all the time. And it gets all filled with all kinds of stuff, you know, but very regularly, people are like, I have one of these, or I need one of these. And, you know, and it's great. I really, really appreciate it. I just wanted to put a little, uh, just share that a little bit and say thank you to the people who are part of that and share it with others to maybe encourage more of those types of connections and, and involvement in your own areas. Yeah, I think that's a really smart we need like flipping it because we've been talking mostly about us kind of, you know, making efforts to put ourselves out there and be in community and hope that, you know, and have work through those feelings, but there's very much something something to be said to recognize that the majority of people are feeling that same way, and so you can always step into being the person who welcomes others, who says, "Hey, I don't know you. What's your name?" right? Like I did that for years at Skydive Elsinore when I was working there with, with a very low pressure vibe, but, of, of, but a real commitment to welcoming people into our, our community there. And so I, I pretty much, if I really reflect on it, even, even yesterday, you know, once I felt like, yeah, this is where I should be, I felt that intuitive feeling. I stepped into that version of myself because I, I know that that's something I so appreciate. 
So I could do that for somebody there. And that doesn't mean everyone's going to welcome it or want it. But I got a really high compliment from someone at the end of the day. She said, you would think you've been a part of this community for years. I would never have known that you came here yesterday and didn't know anybody except Anna Ray. And I took that as a very high compliment to exactly what you point to of being like, I'm just going to be a warm space and welcome people. Even though I'm brand new here, I can welcome people, you know, and I can start telling them my story. So yeah, just recognize that you can do that too. And most of the time people will be so grateful and welcome that kindness that you're extending them. Yeah, absolutely. I really, uh, recognize that in the community where I'm living here, that there's, there's people are very expressive and I really, really value how open people are. So it's very common for the people within this community to make a share that says, maybe I'm struggling right now, or maybe I'm on a high right now. Maybe I'm on a low right now, but there's a normalizing of being open with where we're at and saying, I'm really just in a, in a, in a puddle of shit. And this is not, I'm not doing great right now. And maybe that means people can try to assist or connect on one-on-one, but kind of leave me alone. Or maybe I'm doing really great right now and I've got space for others, you know, and I just really love how there's, it's becoming more and more normal to just be who we are and not have to present a version of ourselves that is the one that you the face that you put on when you're going out to see other people you know it's 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 instead it's just this is me who i am right now and i might be middle i might be high i might be low i might be anywhere in that range but that's the authentic version and that's okay that's actually better than okay it's awesome so awesome because again how do we even have actual connection if we aren't being fully there you know, and, and feeling safe to be fully there. I, uh, a person in my life has a group of men. So it's like a men's group where it's a WhatsApp chat. And it's basically like men helping men with emotional issues. So it's like creating this culture of men supporting men and men being allowed to share authentically about emotional things or emotional challenges or relational challenges or whatever. And that is just so inspiring to me. You know, it makes me think of the Trust the Journey family and that community, even though it's a co-ed space for us, but there, it's the same sort of idea where we're creating and yeah, okay, maybe that's not, they're not getting together doing men's retreats or whatever, but there is a community there, a sub community that they've created that allows for that type of growth for those for those members. And it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, I totally want to point to the trust the journey family, because that's the same type of thing, where it's like, okay, we have our broader community. Those of you listening, we love you so much. And we're like, okay, what can we do that's more at the grassroots level, where we actually are putting our metaphorical money where our mouth is, and holding space for each other, and allowing people to step into the values that we believe in and try to model. And so I love, I love that we are starting to do the integration circles with with trust the journey people. Because again, it's like like minded like hearts, people who are called toward growth and community and connection in the ways that we are people who are doing their best to heal and be human just like us. And stepping into what is it like to be in a space where I can share vulnerably? What is it like to actually share vulnerably in a public space? It's like that, those steps to invite people into those bits of growth feels like just huge to me, right? It's one thing for us to show up and record a podcast and be in service in this way, be be public voices, be models. I believe in that deeply. And I love that we're adding this other thing of actual community building and, and more connection beyond the typed response, um, even though that's great too. But again, it's these small steps, these small invitations that people who might be nervous 
to step into that t- type of growth that they're given those 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 spots. You can join the Trust the Journey family and you can read the posts and never say anything. You can comment, you can maybe post yourself. And then you can maybe join an integration circle and say nothing, but listen and and be on that Zoom call with us. And then maybe five calls from now or a couple calls from now, maybe you'll say something. Maybe you'll type something in the chat. Like that really excites me about the community that we're building. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm a member of about five or six different similar types of communities um, focused around similar kind of value sets, but each has its own different take on what it's about and why. So I've been seeing the similarities in the different spaces and recognizing the values in them and also seeing the slight differences in them and recognizing where each one has a slightly different focal point about what the group is there to do, what they're, how they're trying to grow, what their purpose is, these kind of things. And I love what's happening with Trust the Journey family. I highly encourage our audience to just reach out and go ahead and give it a shot and, and try it out because you can always take the shoe off if it doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, it's easy peasy. And I recommend doing it in, in a variety of places. You know, I, I enjoy some of the groups that I'm in a lot more than others. Some serve me in really like a business minded way. Some serve in a very spiritual context. Some serve in more of a family connective value. So I encourage everybody to be, uh, especially the thing about these, like um, about like Zoom webinars, online communities, um, groups, it's pretty safe. Like you don't really have much to risk. If you don't like what you're reading, you can just click off the device. You don't have to read it. If you aren't vibing with the things that people are saying, you can just stop going. You know, so there's not a lot there. So I would encourage you to like take the risk because the loss is really low as far as what you might choose to opt out of. Uh, But the gain, the possible return is likely very high in comparison to your risk level. So this is where I think it's it's a very high value return as far as like what you're putting on the table versus what you might get back. Correct. Absolutely. Agreed. And that's the thing is like, because again, going back way to the beginning of the of a conversation about it's understandable to feel nervous. It's understandable to not be sure. And also to maybe you're nervous about, oh, I don't want to show up to the trust the journey family and then not like it. And then Mel and Jay are, are, you know, upset with me or something like that. You know, I've certainly felt things like that in the past as well. Gosh, I've been like I shared the other day, I, I still blown away by this, that I've been life coaching for 17 years. And part of what I've learned in facilitating groups over the and facilitating coaching, even one on one with people is that I genuinely support people, no matter what, to choose what's right for them. If that means not working with me, they ever they have my absolute full 100% support and Jay's giving a double thumbs up like for real. It, that's that's because it needs to be safe for people to be able to try it, right? Like it's no no problem whatsoever if it is not your thing. Like really, really, if you're if you're wanting to try it, if you're thinking about it at all, just know that we're gonna totally support you no matter what, and we're not gonna be phased whatsoever if you're not into it. Yeah, yeah, I've um, I'm currently taking part in a coaching program. I mentioned this before, and I'm about halfway through the program right now. And there's a community involvement there, and it's a very similar aspect to the Trust the Journey family, where it's a supportive space in which everybody who is in it is there of their own choosing, and they're there to uphold each other's mission to try to grow in a particular version of themselves, and it's, it's really great. You know, it's, it's nice to have people on a like-minded connective algorithm where I'm like, I'm here because I'm trying to do something with myself. I might not even know what something is. I just know I'm here to do something. Uh, I just want to be around others who are doing something. Uh, And the different, the different spaces hold different values. You know, this, this other space is particularly around growing as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And so that that has a, a good value to me, um, but it only feeds a part of me. 
You know, it only really covers a certain part of who I am. I want to talk to other people who are really deeply spiritual people and who are, you know, growth mindset, not just as far as their bank account, but as far as their, their being. So yeah, yeah, I like the overlap and and being parts of lots of different communities. I think that that's the richness in life, right? Like there's no, it's easy to fall into the trap that we might believe that we can only be part of the community we were brought up in or the skin color that we are or whatever kind of predetermined stereotype is going to limit our belief structure. But the truth of the matter is, we can join any community we want, you know, and we'll likely be welcomed as if we're our true authentic selves. Absolutely. Yeah, I I have to agree and have to echo that just to, to share it with people listening. Definitely. I am I've shared I have I'm in a high level mastermind this year that's very much focused on my business and my messaging publicly to really reset the foundation of my business. That's an entirely different space. We go deep in that space because it's a very safe and curated collective. It's only seven people. So it's tight. Um, But that's still a community with intention with values that are shared and, and I'm engaging it with intentionality for a reason. And so that's good stuff. You know what I mean? Like the trust the journey family, same thing. I know that we're the ones who facilitate it, but that's a different kind of tone. The other groups that I'm a member of, same thing. They serve different purposes. And that is a part of building our support systems, right? So we talk about having maybe coaches or maybe a therapist or our friends that we trust, our, our different communities. These are the prongs on the wheel that is our support system that helps us be a more stable, functional, radiant, badass human being is that is that that wheel that we build and we put those spokes in that keep us strong and keep us steady. Yeah. 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 I like the idea of having a lot of spokes in the wheel. I was just actually as you were talking there, I was thinking about really wanting to be diverse in my life and not just be stuck in one version of myself, you know, for a long time, my entire version of me was wrapped around skydiving Jay. Now I don't even skydive, you know, like I, I, I'm very much involved in the community, but I still, that's not what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how that changes. And I kind of just want to leave it to this kind of close things out with this idea to people is like, be open to the idea that there can be completely different versions of you that, you know, we don't even know exist yet. And that new communities are out there waiting to engage us much like Melanie's going, I just walked into a completely new room. I've known none of these people here. And all of a sudden I feel right at home. So keep ourselves open to this. And the idea that, you know, having lots of versions of self and lots of different spokes in our wheel means being more diverse means actually being stronger. There's actually like the wheel with more spokes in it can actually take more hits. And it if one or two fall out, it's no big deal because there's lots more to hold it up. So we're a, we're a more what's the like durable version of our character when we have lots of diverse versions of ourselves. Absolutely. And diverse versions of support for sure. Love it, love it, love it. On that note, family, if you are interested in joining the integration circles you just go to trustthejourney.today slash chat dash live that is the website that you can sign up and join those live circles uh we're not sure the exact date of the next one so just go to that website to check it out if you're interested or of course message us on instagram trustthejourney.today of course as we met as we say all the time you're always welcome to join the family same thing trust the journey dot today donate on patreon in any amount but again free ways you can support the show five star reviews sharing with people you think this these episodes will support uh liking commenting all the things that we mentioned at the beginning but they all really make a difference and even if you are only listening we highly value and respect the time that you take to listen and be with us in this way so thank you for that period yeah thank you to everybody who sends uh, dms and personal messages i get messages from people every single day just like melanie and it is just wonderful to connect with all of you on a deeper level thank you for the emails thank you for the personal messages thank you for reaching out with your trust and your openness 
Uh, if you want to support the show with a direct way that doesn't cost you anything, hit subscribe on YouTube. That one really helps us out to move towards monetization. So we appreciate it if you do that. And we'd love to have you in the Trusted Journey family. So please reach out whenever you feel called. Um, if you're inspired, thank you. Yeah, we love you guys so much. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> keep we laughing, love you. keep loving, and keep <laughs> trusting the journey. Amen.